and welcome to Reality Roots Podcast with me, your host, Hillary. Welcome, so glad you could make it this week. I hope everyone's having a good week. I came back, 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 back to Jerry Springer this week, which was kind of low stakes, kind of fun. <laughs> Jerry does away. He's, it's like it's like we're talking about real life situations but in such a like panto fun type of way but then because they are real life situations we get these little drops of reality in there sometimes that they feel weird or they they, they could be a little bit of a poop in the punch bowl but I had a lot of fun I think you will too <laughs> hope you enjoy it This episode of Jerry Springer was called I'll Never Let You Go! Exclamation mark, of course. I'm kind of upset. Every single title always has an exclamation mark. Actually, how it was posted, this is a nosy, so thank you to Nosy. Uh, Their title actually said I Never Let You Go, which I actually doesn't matter because I feel like that would have equally applied to this episode had it been written that way. I'll never never let you go implies that you still have the person and I think we'll find that these people are fucking gone, like 10 years ago gone, but it's fun. We had some fun fights. We got some good stuff in here. Good outfits, you know, the usual good names, guys. We're here. It's happening. Jerry starts with, My guests today are here to demand their ex-lovers come back to them. That sounds like a great strategy, don't you think? (laughs) When you demand your ex-lover come back to you. That's a good way to win them back. And confront the women they say stole their man. First up, Taiwana. Taiwana. Wanna. It actually, I spelled it <laughs> more phonetically at first. And then the way that it's actually spelled, I was like, oh, that's not what I chose. But I, that's, yeah, that's the only way you could pronounce it if it's spelled that way. Taiwana. It's spelled like Taiwan. Exactly like Taiwan. Ah, <laughs> just, just tack an A on there, make it a name. Taiwana's fiance is fiance is living with another woman, even though they're supposed to get married in three weeks. Taiwana has some wind tunnel hair going, like somebody held a giant fan at like a forty-five degree angle to her face and used that as a hair dryer. By fan, I mean leaf blower. <laughs> Sorry, I made myself that. Uh, that. Yeah, it was more of a leaf blower look than a fan. Her shirt is made out of this super ugly blue material that looks like it should only be used for drapes, curtains. Is there a difference between drapes and curtains? This is more of a more of a drapery feel. It had that kind of weird sheen look to it. It. It's not what I would choose for a shirt. Taiwana says, well, Jerry, this girl is a super slutty ass bitch. She's sleeping with my man. 
I'm the one that's been with him three years. I have his baby. She gonna let him go before this show ends. Today. Here comes the other woman, Shannon. Shannon looks like she could be related to the Honey Boo Boo family. I think mostly it's the way that she waddles across the stage. She's wearing like a full fit matching top and bottom in this really bold, deep, royal purple color. Purple. (laughs) Purple. Uh, Purple is a choice. When you're wearing purple, that's a choice you made. To wear matching top and bottom purple. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Big choices. Big choices were made here. Shannon has too much eyeliner on. It wouldn't be too much for most people, but the way, like, for her age and her face, it was too much. It made her eyes look way tiny. Her face is really doughy, so it just kind of makes them look even smaller. And her eyebrows are really, really terribly drawn on. Kind of like an eight-year-old did them freehand. That's my guess. They looked bad. Shannon didn't look great. Nobody looks, not in this story, nobody looks good. The moment that Shannon waddles her way on stage, Taiwana tackles her to the ground and they roll down the little stairs at the back of the stage. And Shannon's yelling, who's got the man living with them? Me or her? And guys, Steve Wilkos is here. Oh, and he looks good. Like he has, he is Pre, I think he's probably still in good shape, but maybe it's just the bowling shirts that he has on his own show. I don't know. I feel like I think of Steve Wilkos as like kind of a classic dad bod, but he was not a dad bod in this. He was pre-dad bod. He looks fit as fuck. (laughs) But he has this really dorky, striped, non-bowling type shirt. He... It just looked dorky, I think because it was the it was the tucked into the pants with the belt look. And I noticed I it, it made it clear to me why on his own show, and you know, now we have more producers involved and things of that nature, I understand why we go with the untucked bowling shirts on the Steve Wilkos show. Because the problem is it makes the the this the horizontal striped shirt tucked into the pants with the belt made his torso look so tiny not tiny like he was buff but it made it look so short and his legs look so long and it just it looked strange it was weird it, it the proportions weren't working for me but his body 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 was it looked good uh steve is trying to coax taiwana back into her seat And also hold her back from lunging at Shannon. Jerry says, take a seat. They're nice chairs. (laughs) Do it. And then in the flattest possible voice, he's like, what are you doing? No, don't take your boot off. (laughs) Which Taiwana is doing anyway. And she throws her boot at Shannon. It's not a good throw. She releases too late. (laughs) She puts too much into it. And it goes down like to where Shannon's feet are. So a bit of a miss with the boot. And then she lunges to like follow the throw with her body, but still again, her momentum is carrying her down and she kind of trips on the way, which means by the time she gets to Shannon, she's sort of attacking Shannon from 
her knees, which isn't a strong, Shannon's in a chair, I guess, but that's not a strong position to go into a fight with. And that fight gets quashed pretty quickly. Taiwana, <laughs> other people are talking, Taiwana's just fucking death staring at Shannon. Like, she is just drilled in. <laughs> Not really saying anything, just staring with hate. If she could, She's probably trying to literally stare at daggers, I think is what she's doing. Jerry says to Shannon... Okay, well, she says she's engaged, and she's supposed to be getting married in three me- three weeks. So what are you doing living with him? And Shannon says, if she's engaged to him, what's he living with me, sleeping with me for? And I was like, that's, yeah, that's the question. That's what Jerry just asked you. And then Taiwana attacks again. <laughs> Jerry says, Ty- like, once that calms down. Jerry, Steve got, Steve Wilkos and the other guy, I don't remember the other guy's name. I want to say Jim. I think he just looks like a Jim though. He, um, they're getting, they're get they're earning their paycheck. <laughs> There's a lot of people to hold back. Uh, so Jerry asks Taiwana, cause he says like, I don't understand why you're angry with her. Your argument is with this guy. If he wants to be with her, why are you angry with her? What did she do? And I want to start screaming. She's like, she got so much to say when I'm not around. I want to hear her say it now. And Shannon says that she didn't say it. She didn't say nothing about Taiwana. Taiwana says, yes, she did. She's a lying ass stupid bitch. <laughs> Taiwana is here with the... I guess with the insults, it's mostly just a string of swear words, but it kind of kind of slops. Shannon starts to say that she, that Taiwana had paid somebody to come to Shannon's house, and then Taiwana attacks <laughs> again. Jerry's like, "Okay, okay, okay." After again, after that gets quashed, Jerry's like, "Okay, for a moment, stop attacking her." Here's the story as I understand it. You've been with this guy for three years, engaged. You have a baby with him. He's apparently saying he wants to be with her instead. He's living with her now. I just cannot understand why you're so angry with her when she's just she's just staying there. This guy is coming to her. <laughs> I, I think Jerry says, I mean, it's the same thing that Jerry says about 16 times an episode, so I'm sure he'll say it again. But as I was writing this out, I was like, hmm... As someone who watched this as a child, I think this might have informed my own sense of morality a little bit. And I wonder how many other women also feel that way is, I guess there's supposed to be like girl code or bro code or whatever. But like, yeah, if I'm Shannon, I'm like, I don't know you. Like, I, I didn't, I don't know you. Like, we're not friends. I don't owe you anything. I wonder if other people feel that way or... Let me know if you think, maybe you think I'm wrong. Maybe you think that you shouldn't sleep with a guy if he's with another girl, just for respect for that woman. But I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, it's probably, again, I just don't think it's in your best interest to be sleeping with married men, like for you, but um, I don't. I don't see it as a crime again, like between you and the other woman, because you, you don't. I don't know. I'm just more cut and dry, I guess, like that. Anyway, Taiwana says, as an answer to why she's mad, 
She says, because she's sleeping with my man. I don't care what he do. It's the point that stupid whore is sleeping with my man. The audience just starts wilding. But Jerry shushes them. Jerry's still shushing his audience. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, he's shushing them because he wants to ask more questions. Because <laughs> it's a talk show, not a watch audience members wild out show. He says, okay, but she doesn't have a relationship with you. She doesn't owe you anything. He does, but she doesn't. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you, should, you shouldn't be upset or angry, but I don't know what she did wrong. Taiwana says, because she got so much mouth to talk about me behind my back. Like, she can't talk to my face. And Jerry's like, well, it's kind of hard when you've got a fist in her face. Great point, Jerry. Great point. And Taiwana follows that up by saying, and it's going to stay in her face. <sighs> oh, <laughs> can't talk to people when they're fired up like that. I wonder if it was, I, first of all, I wonder if it would be possible to get Taiwana to discuss this in a calm frame of mind. I suspect no. But if you could, I wonder if we could get a little bit farther <laughs> explaining to her that this isn't maybe the best life strategy for her. Jerry jokes and says he better stay back. He's like, oh, I better stay back here. Like He means like the back of the audience, <laughs> furthest away from the stage. And then Taiwana says, I mean, she's stopping him from seeing his daughter, uh, which is, I don't know, maybe the first actual <laughs> legitimate complaint that she's made. And then Jerry throws to commercial, and he promises us, don't worry, we'll meet this guy when we come back. Now, do you guys remember, or if it's your first episode, uh, you might not be aware, but <laughs> uh, for our, our uh, commercial outros on Jerry, we still have that matte green screen with the video inlay. It's not just matte green, I think it says Jerry Springer on it, but uh, <laughs> we got the text above and below or whatever so <laughs> this one has later former friends fight but next deadlocked again i don't want to tell you the, the clips that go with those are just uh i don't know why i'm saying it then it's just so stupid it's such a stupid looking screen again it's that it's that perfect level of stupid that i like former friends fight I want to be the person who writes these outro screens. Dream job. Here comes, like when we get back from commercial, as Jerry promised, here comes Krishan. Krishan. Uh, audience booze. Uh, as he comes out, <laughs> he looks so stupid. He is wearing, you know, Hatton, probably 95% of the time on Jerry Springer. I do remember this even from watching it at the time is these women will fight so hard over a man and you're like oh shit he must be he must be a catch like if I'm gonna stand on stage and threaten to beat the shit out of another woman for him I mean he must be you know Adonis level hot or like you know he must be worth it to fight for no Chris it's never never the case the the guy is anything special Krishan is wearing like a light denim shirt that has a white collar on it it's got, but it's, it's buttons, I guess, but there's only three buttons near the top. So you'd still have to like pull it over your head to put it on. Uh, 
Krishan has a pedo stash and his hair is slicked back into a low ponytail. He's not handsome. He looks a bit trollish a little bit. Jerry welcomes him to the show. He says, you have to admit, it's a strange story here. What are you doing, Krishan? It ain't like... Or what are you doing? Sorry, Krishan says, it ain't like that type of party. I don't know what the hell she... Which he means Taiwana, talking about. Taiwana disagrees. Krishan says, well, you can run your mouth all you want, but... I want to, but I dropped you damn tooth in hand. I... I don't know, <laughs> really hard to make out because Taiwana is yelling over him. Uh, it kind of ends with, all she do is bring her sorry ass on TV and you get fucking embarrassed. I think that's, again, There was Taiwana just won't stop yelling for the whole 42 minutes. Taiwana, her, yell, yeah, her yelling is also impossible. I don't mind if people yell if it's something funny or something that I can understand, but... It's, it's it's impossible to hear what she's saying, but I'm 99% sure that she ends her rant by threatening to shop, to chop Krishan and Shannon's heads off. That'll be our first death threat of this episode. Don't worry. It's <laughs> every time I watch these, I'm like, it's such a miracle that this was allowed to stay on TV for so long and then it was so popular it's just I I imagine you know like the stabbing the knife between your fingers game it's a it's kind of like that it's just I can imagine I don't know about Jerry Steve Wilco's producer somebody I promise you at least one person who worked on this show every day woke up and was like please nobody get murdered today I don't want to look for a new job I hope I don't get murdered today by accident. Like even the bouncers, like you can, you never know. You could take a straight shot to the head and that would be it. Like it's Steve Wilkos is really doing the Lord's work there. Uh, and it's, it's not without its risks. And yeah, if Taiwana would have actually hurt these people, like if they would have all gone home and Taiwana kills Krishan and or Shannon, this show is over. Like, I mean, that's what happened to Jenny. That's, not what happened to uh, Jeremy Kyle, but it's similar. Like, you <laughs> have to make sure this stays on the show. It's just, how do you not, as a as a police officer, how do you not arrest Taiwana for making death threats? Or maybe the world was just a different place pre-9-11. I don't know. Maybe it's a 9-11 thing. Krishan, I, I'm sure that is what she said, because Krishan said... The only way I'm leaving here today with you is in a body bag. Oh, fuck. That got dark. Taiwana responds, Ain't nobody sorry for me because I'm a bigger man than you'll ever be. What? (laughs) Why? Okay, Krishan says, You don't have me, do ya? And Taiwana says, I don't have to have you. It just doesn't make sense. Like, Taiwana's just too upset. She's just screaming nonsense. And death threats. Jerry says, why does she think you're getting married in three weeks though? Okay, like at some point, right? You must have said, I love you and I want to marry you. And Taiwan is like, thank you, Jerry. Because he did. (laughs) This is Krishan's response. He says, I used to drink a lot. (laughs) Just honest. It's honest, if nothing else. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jerry's like, okay. They laughed a bit, but Jerry's like, okay, okay. But at some point, you did say you were going to marry her. And Krishan's like, she crazy as hell. Not an answer. Krishan, fuck you. Taiwana says he denies even being with her for the simple fact, shut the hell up, bitch. And then Krishan stands up to put two fingers, but like, not like waving a finger, but like, he kind of puts two fingers, kind of like a fake gun hand, but without your thumb up, up to Taiwana and starts yelling at her like him and Taiwana are about to physically fight. And Krishan says, watch your mouth. And Taiwana says, what you got? She a trick, like I said. And then Taiwana takes a run at Krishan and starts hitting and slapping him. And he grabs her hair with no hesitation. And I get the feeling, I get the feeling, this is not their first domestic. The three bouncers have to grab them each around the middle part of their bodies and pull them apart. Classic bouncer move. <laughs> like I haven't seen that before in the club. Uh, <laughs> kind of looks like Taiwana got a chunk of Krishan's gross rat hair. She's yelling that she's not afraid. Now Krishan has something to say. And Jerry to the audience is like, hold on, hold on. This is a romantic moment, guys. <laughs> Krishan turns to Shannon and he's like, me and her have been together like almost seven months. <laughs> Oh, seven months. We had our ups and downs. <laughs> what ups and downs have you had in seven months? So stupid. It ain't no black and white thing. And then Taiwana, who I don't, I don't know if she's even, I, I feel like she's only hearing every other word because she's not responding correctly or not. I mean, none of it's correct, but she's not responding to what's actually being said. Just, she says, sure ain't. Because I take a white man any day over you. I don't think that's what he meant by black or white thing. Okay. Shannon is smiling up at Krishan like they are at a super fancy restaurant. And this is the most romantic moment of her life, which is sad. Krishan, oh, <laughs> Krishan says to Taiwana, take him. About the white man thing, I guess. Take him. Go on, take him. Take the white man. I don't want your sorry ass. Taiwana says, ain't nobody sorry but you. You gonna be sorry the rest of your damn life. And Krishan holds up two fingers. I think he's must be holding up a ring. And he says, I ain't gonna be sorry when I do this. <laughs> to which Taiwana responds by throwing her chair across the stage at them. And she, she hucks it. Like, it's not like a, it's not a soft throw. She, that thing fucking flies through the air. And she really, she very nearly hits Shannon in the head, except Krishan is standing there that he can block it with his hand. It's not a heavy chair, but again, like the... The foot of a chair hits your head the wrong way. I think you're going to feel it. Just another moment of shock and awe how long this show stayed on the air. We go to another commercial. So you guys know what to expect later. A Springer welcome. But next, pregnant and P.O.'d. P.O.'d. <laughs> Love that. When we come back, Krishan is on one knee in front of Shannon, and Taiwan is screaming, I know you don't love her, don't even try. 
And Krishan is all blah, blah, blah. I don't know, whatever stupid words. Nah, I was a player, but I no player no more. Taiwana says, bitch to bitch, you won't get married. I guess she's calling herself, I guess she, the bitch to bitch is Taiwana to, Shan, to Shannon. It does seem kind of sus. To, Krishan, you've been with Shannon for seven months, and it seems like you might have put the cart before the horse with the engagement to Taiwana. Are you... I see a pattern. <laughs> I I have seen, like, what, 20 full minutes of Krishan's life, and I am ready to diagnose him with a pattern <laughs> of proposing too soon. <laughs> Krishan is like, I was playing her too. I guess about Taiwana is Krishan might be drunk right now. So I was playing her too. She don't mean nothing. And Taiwana's like, Yeah, you play in her too, but you never did play me, you trick ho. None of it none of it makes sense. None of it matters. Krishan asks Shannon, Will you marry me? Ah <laughs> What a magical moment. I'm sure they're married still for 30 years, white picket fence, all that. I'm sure this worked out great because Krishan seems like a great guy. Very dependable. I didn't hear Shannon answer, but she must have said yes because he puts the ring on her finger. Also, she doesn't look quite as sappy anymore. <laughs> I think being reminded that Taiwano is probably also in her seat maybe seven months ago or something like that. Taiwana says, I don't give a damn because I got many men, honey. Taiwana, you obviously give a damn. You forced them here. <laughs> if you didn't care, why are we here? Krishan and Shannon seal their engagement with a kiss. And Taiwana rolls her eyes. Next up, we have Lauren. Lauren is so pretty. Lauren is easily the prettiest girl that we're going to see in this episode. Her hair is wavy. I there's obviously like there's mousse in it. I think it might be a bit crunchy if you touched it, but I don't I don't hold it against her. It wasn't too crunchy and it was the style of the time. I understand. Her makeup is super well done. I think that's what helps. She has also that dark hair with light eyes. Just like my friend in real life named Lauren, who is also gorgeous. Dark hair with light eyes is a it's a good look. It's not something you can control, but <laughs> it looks good. Not like if you're blonde and you dye your hair dark and you have light eyes. No, no, not so much. But like if you're born with dark hair and light eyes, that's a big advantage to you in the looks department. She has on a light beige blouse with an accessory type of scarf. It looks like it's just tied in a regular knot, though. It's not, like, fancy. And then the long part kind of hangs on one side. It's how I would tie a scarf, because I don't wear scarves, and so I don't know how to tie scarves. And to me, <laughs> my first thought when I saw it is that it looked like a huge liability for the Jerry Springer show, and I'm really surprised that, A, she chose that, and B, that she was allowed to wear it. It wouldn't take a lot of pulling on that thing, I think, to choke Lauren pretty quick. Lauren also has a really cute accent. I'm not American, so I'm not fully versed in all American accents. I want to say, I want to say Jersey, Staten Island, maybe Queens. 
definitely in New York or New Jersey, I guess, somewhere. Like that, it must be in that area, but I, I can't pin it down more than that. And as we go on, she reminds me a lot of Frenchie from Greece, like beauty school dropout. I don't know if it was the accent. Where is Greece supposed? Like, I just more questions. Where is Greece set? Do we know that or do they say it in the show? I don't know. Anyway, Lauren, the beauty school dropout, let's meet her. Jerry tells us that she's four months pregnant and she says her baby's father's new lover is trying to destroy her life. <laughs> and Lauren's like, oh, sometimes it actually, I think one of the first podcast episodes I did was uh, Jenny Jones. Uh, it was a, it was a fucking nightmare. It was moms and daughters play, they're playing guys together or something. It was, it was that. It made me question how old Lauren is, or maybe she just puts on that affect because I'm sure it helps her in her life to be that way. But she starts with this like, "Hey Jerry," <laughs> and then Jerry is like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like it's a joke, I guess, for her accent. Okay, see that made me. That's where I put it in Queens because how you doing? Obviously, is like a Joey from Friends thing, and I think he's supposed to be from Queens. So that kind of made me think Queens. I'm gonna go with that. Jerry asks Lauren, "What's going on?" (laughs) Lauren, hot start. She's like. She is such a bitch. Let me just tell you about this girl. Girl gonna come out here and get her ass beat. That's what's about to happen here. Cause you think I was putting that on, but that's actually how she said it. Get her ass beat. Because that's what's about to happen here. Because you know what? Jerry's like, wait, wait a second. Lauren's like, this girl, she calls my house and threatens to kill my baby. My baby can't defend itself. It ain't even born yet. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I find that line so funny, but I can't listen to it at all without laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> baby can't defend itself it ain't even born yet it may, it calls to mind an image of a little fetus <laughs> with a knife trying to defend itself it's not funny if this girl did that like that's not okay to do <laughs> it's just such a funny way to it's a funny way to explain why it's not okay for someone to threaten your unborn child <laughs> We know that fetus, feti, fetuses cannot defend themselves. We are aware of that. Thank you. She goes on. She calls and harasses my mother. You don't harass someone's mother. Forget that. I don't care who you are. Jerry's like, okay. I understand you're angry at... Okay, how long have you been with your boyfriend? She says she was with him for seven and a half months. These seven-month relationships seem like they're going great. If this is where you are, seven and a half months into a relationship, that's not good. Jerry asks, okay, and now he's with her. Lauren says yes. Jerry's like, so why do you care to be with him anymore if he's leaving you to be with her? Now, the other people from the show start, or the 
not from the show, the other people, now the other people from the first story start chiming in, and I think it's Taiwana's, like, tell that bitch, and Lauren, like, looks surprised, but into it, like, she's like, what are you, oh, Oh, like it's this weird moment between her and Taiwano where you can see her be like, did, did we just become best friends? Like, she's like, yo, snap. Yeah, here we go. Lauren says, you know, you don't fall in and out of love that quickly. It doesn't happen that way. But I think she's talking about the guy and the new girl, but you were only with him for seven and a half months, Lauren. So check yourself. Jerry's like, but okay, but you, you could never really trust him, right? Like, even if he comes back, you wouldn't be able to trust him. And Lauren's like, no, I couldn't. But I still love him. And you know, I want him back. But I don't want what he's become what she's made him. I want who he was before back. He was a good man then. I don't know what she did to him. And then kind of to the audience, she's like, I wouldn't lie if it wasn't true. <laughs> but no, that doesn't make sense you would if it wasn't true you would have to lie (laughs) I wouldn't lie if it wasn't true no not what you meant Jerry says okay okay but you don't want to get into a fight right because you're pregnant and Lauren's like yeah but I've got my girls here (laughs) and she giggles the audience cheers because that's what they came to see Jerry's like yeah okay that's great only on our show do we provide stormtroopers which it's kind of a funny joke, but you didn't provide the stormtroopers. Fucking Lauren brought her own stormtrooper, Jerry. So let's not take credit for things we didn't do, at least. <laughs> Please, Jerry. <laughs> anyway, he goes on. Look, hold on. Once again, we hit the same point. So why are you angry at her? Because she doesn't have a relationship with you. Lauren's like, well, she calls my home. She has her friends call my home. Jerry asks her why this other woman is harassing her. Lauren's like, I don't know why. Maybe because I have something of his that she can't have with her hand on her belly. I was like, Lauren, you don't have it yet. First of all, it's not here. Let's hang on. Like, let's not literally, I mean, not literally, but one degree of separation away from literally. Let's not count our eggs before they hatch. Secondly of all, uh, she could also have it, unless you know something that we don't about the other woman's fertility status. But since you're not friends, it seems unlikely that she would share that with you. Taiwana yells her support for Lauren, saying it's the same thing with Shannon. Again, Shannon could probably also have a baby. Anyway, Lauren's like, that's right, baby. Goes for like a a hand hold or like a fist bump type move with Taiwana. And then Taiwana and Shannon start yelling back and forth about welfare. And Jerry has to like, hey, 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 your story's done. All right, let's meet Colleen. You know who did a lot for the name Colleen is Colleen in this last season of Love is Blind. Who wasn't my, well, maybe she was my favorite person. Love is Blind is such a fever dream, isn't it? Anyway, the Colleen that was on the last Love is Blind is now the image that comes to mind when I picture Colleen, and that's a big upgrade from what I used to picture. (laughs) So there you go, Colleen's of the world. Your stock's on the rise. 
Colleen looks like she had her makeup done. This Colleen, not Love is Blind Colleen. This Jerry Springer Colleen looks like she had her makeup done at the same place that Lauren had hers done. Like, it is the same makeup, literally just applied to a different face, except for Colleen's not even half as pretty as Lauren. No one is. Lauren's very pretty. Colleen and Lauren start scrapping immediately, despite the pregnancy. And Jerry comes away from it, walking into the audience, holding a random shoe and looking kind of like he just caught the bouquet at a wedding. He's like, oh. And as they go back and forth a bit on stage, Jerry is standing in the audience inspecting this shoe as if he's never seen a shoe before in his life and is trying to understand the concept of what is shoe. Colleen's screaming, he's with me, and he's coming home with me. And then Lauren, (laughs) Jesus, says, All right, Miss Brain Damage, someone must hate you real bad. I'll chase your ass out and drag you 50 feet, you fucking whore. (laughs) Wow. And what's fucked up about that, like, that's... That was, okay, that was fucked up, but it was, like, in the context of Jerry Springer, I feel like that was on brand. But then Colleen says, at least I have a reason why I talk the way. And I was like, oh, Colleen probably has a traumatic brain injury. Lauren, don't go for that. Like, that's fucking rude. Lauren stands up to fight, and the bouncers are already there slash still there from the last fight it's hard to keep tabs on those bouncers they're doing a lot of work um but since the bouncers are blocking her lauren throws up a high kick it comes about two to three feet short of colleen this is where closed captioning gave me life because as i've mentioned many times when people start yelling at each other talking at each other it seems to mostly happen on jerry springer i can't understand what the fuck they're saying and neither can closed captioning you know what closed captioning gives us overlapping chatter chef's kiss yeah couldn't have put it better myself <laughs> closed captioning good job to whoever came up with that phrase Colleen's, I don't know, at the end of it, I get the over, <laughs> when we, when we come out of the overlapping chatter, it's to hear Colleen say, oh yeah, keep smiling, because who did he fuck last night? And Jerry's like, okay, okay, first of all, you shouldn't be hitting her, she's pregnant. Colleen's like, exactly, so why she want to fight someone if she's pregnant? And Jerry's like, yeah, you're right, she shouldn't be fighting either. And he goes word to Lord, and he's like, okay, you shouldn't be fighting either, forget her, think of your baby. And Colleen starts screeching, exactly, stay the fuck out of my life. Lauren says, stay out of your life. Do I call you? Do I go to your house? No, he's coming to my house. And Colleen's like, exactly, what happened when he came to your house? I said, Bruce, who do you want? And who did he leave with? Doesn't seem like Lauren has an answer for that one. commercial up next a hidden enemy when when we come back here's bruce bruce is a funny name bruce has a shaved head it's not a funny name i don't want to be rude it's uh one of my in-laws is named bruce it's fine it's just you don't hear it a lot today like i haven't i don't think i've met anyone under the age of I don't know, like 50 named Bruce. 
And I, it's funny to imagine, because then when I started thinking about that, I started imagining a baby named Bruce. And I was like, oh, the little baby Bruce. <laughs> that just made me laugh even harder. It's a fine name, I guess. Bruce has, like, a shave, again, <laughs> did you, the way, and again, Lauren is gorgeous. Did you think Bruce was going to be, uh, I <laughs> think of who a hot guy is. Channing Tatum. Did you think Bruce was going to be Channing Tatum? Because he's not. He's not at all. He's got his head is like shaved on the bottom part with a full like mushroom bowl cut situation with a middle part in it also. Don't often see that shit. Um, He's got like a flannel shirt. It was very 90s look. Bruce fucks up at first and takes... Like, there's an empty seat next to Lauren, and he sits there, and Lauren's like, oh, snap, that's right. (laughs) And then Bruce realizes his fuck up and takes the other empty seat, which is in the middle of Colleen and Lauren. Yes, of course. Lauren throws her sonogram picture on Bruce's lap, and he kind of picks it up for, like, maybe half a second to look at it, and then Colleen grabs it and rips it in half, And then Lauren attacks Colleen, and then she, like, melts down. This is the only time I really feel like Lauren's upset, upset. She, like, has a full meltdown. And all the bouncers are, like, containing her and reminding her that she's pregnant. And she, just her reaction was, (laughs) would be more like if Colleen ripped her actual baby in half. Like, it's just a picture. Lauren, calm down. Get a copy before you bring a picture to the Jerry Springer show and throw it at your ex. I mean, was it that important to you? Suddenly, out of nowhere, a woman is on stage attacking Colleen, hands right up in her hair. The bouncers break it up, and then this random lady is escorted, I think, like, out of the studio. Like, they don't bring her backstage. They bring her out through, like, the audience side door, which is usually a door of no return. Like, I don't normally feel like I see people coming in and out of that door. Usually that's, like, the you are kicked out now door. Jerry says, okay, first of all, who was that? (laughs) don't even know these people. Lauren's like... That was my best friend, Dottie Ann. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay, full Frenchie. Someone in the audience says something and Lauren's shouting thank you at them. And then this rando comes back out, but from the back part of the stage. So I guess Dottie Ann is here now. And uh, it looks like all the guests are all intermingling, (laughs) talking to each other. Lauren yells as far across the stage as she can like without getting up out of her seat i i think to shannon or maybe krishan <laughs> she says uh you pulled my best friend's hair you fat whore it ain't your fight bitch <laughs> okay i Krish, it looked like krishan was yelling back at her i just i would have liked to know who it's funny how like <laughs> the guests are like immediately on each other's side <laughs> Of course, everyone's yelling. Taiwan is yelling. Because Taiwan, again, very rarely stops yelling through this episode. Uh, PA, again, (laughs) tells them to stop talking. It's not your turn anymore. Lauren's like, Taiwan is my girl. She can bust it anytime she wants. And I was like, what is bust it in this context? Because I... I only have one meaning in my head for that. And I don't think Taiwan is going to bust it. 
I don't know. It must be a, a queen saying of the 90s, I guess. But anyway, they're friends now, I guess, Taiwan and Lauren, who just met maybe like five to ten minutes ago. Now they're BFFs because they're both fucking psychopaths. Jerry's like, well, why don't we all just join hands and <laughs> sing Kumbaya? I don't, I feel like he said Kumbaya. <laughs> okay, let me talk to Bruce. Bruce, what the hell are you doing? You got her pregnant, now you're living with Colleen? Bruce is like, no, I'm not living with her. <laughs> Jerry's like, okay, when you impregnated Lauren, did you love her? And Bruce says, at the time, I said I did. Fucking winner, Bruce says. Jerry's like, okay, what happened in that relationship? And Bruce is like, it just, it just wasn't working. And then after we broke up, she told me she was pregnant. And Lauren says that she only found out after they broke up. They're only together for seven and a half months. So yeah, <laughs> tracks. Bruce mumble explains that maybe it's not his baby because his best friend was sleeping over at her house a couple times. And she said nothing happened, but he doesn't know that. Lauren clears this up, I guess. She's like, excuse me. No, excuse me. Your friend slept over at my house when I slept with my mother and he was sleeping with Kimberly. Where is Kimberly? <laughs> She's not here. Dottie confirms that that night the friend was sleeping with Kimberly. Dottie needs more makeup and she needs a better hairstyle and clothes style. She's got like a black vest leopard print inlay over a t-shirt made of white lace the way that I said it just now it sounds like it could be nice but it's not it's an ugly version of whatever you're picturing in your head her hair is like really straight and it has zero volume same uh middle part and then this is the part that I found um, off-putting the most was that uh it was like tucked behind her ears this is similar to what my hair looks like and I uh, used to tuck it, no, you can't, I learned, I had to learn, you can't tuck it behind your ears or you have no hair. Dottie says, I don't like Colleen for what she done to Lauren. She calls Lauren all the time looking for Bruce and then Colleen comes to Lauren, tells her stuff, starts problems and then everyone's yelling back and forth about some incident that we don't know about because we weren't fucking there, <laughs> which makes the back and forth just completely impossible to follow because there's all these details that don't line up with anything that we know but that ends with Bruce accusing Lauren of getting in his and Colleen's face he says you had a baseball bat and bleep was put on us I couldn't I don't know what the bleep was and bleep was put on us shit and shit was put on us I don't know but the audience laughs at that and then Lauren gets up and thumps Bruce in the head <laughs> Lauren, you are not supposed to be fighting. Jerry says, okay, 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 wait. Colleen, what do you want to say to Bruce? And Colleen says, you can tell her to stay the fuck out of our lives. If you don't, you know what? You can go home with her. The only way that this is going to end for me is, Bruce, I don't want you no more. That's the end of it. I don't need fucking problems. And then there's a lot more of this, quote, overlapping chatter but Colleen physically pushes Bruce's chair away, maybe like two or three inches, and says, get away from me. <laughs> Very funny. Apparently, whatever Bruce is doing in the bedroom ain't worth this shit. Jerry says, so Bruce, you're saying you don't want Lauren anymore, and now Colleen, you're saying you don't want Bruce? And Colleen's like, no, I don't, because I'm not going to live my fucking life like this anymore. <laughs> 
She did. I just want to remind you that she did come into this saying that, not that, <laughs> saying that he was coming home with her no matter what, but okay. Lauren and Dottie Ann are yelling at them still, bitch, you should have left a long time ago. And then Jerry playfully suggests that Bruce could hook up with Tywana before throwing to commercial, which Tywana, I think, takes offense to. But he's like, okay, calm down. I was just joking. As we go to commercial, we saw we see Colleen fully leaving the stage. She's like, fuck this shit. And then Lauren holds up her sonogram picture for the camera. So I guess she got that back. Uh, and then I had a weird moment. This is a doubter, guys. I'm sorry. But I was like, they're... assuming Lauren had a baby, this has got to be a real bummer. <laughs> if I found out my parents had been on the Jerry Springer show when I was in utero and I watched it and this was their interaction, I think that would really bum me out in a deep way that I probably need therapy to work my way out of. That's sad. Later, former friends fight. Now, when we come back, we meet Dave. Guys, let's meet Dave. Jerry sets this up for the audience and they give out awe, very liberally as this is being set up. I will say, Dave has a very handsome face. He's sitting there in a very sympathetic type of posture. He has his hair pulled back in a man man braid. Man braid. <laughs> Not just a ponytail or a bun, a full braid. Nicer than any braid I've ever been able to do in my hair. He has really good facial hair. He's got like a full beard and stash. It's like really well groomed. And from the moment I laid eyes on this man, something in my brain, like I, I can't say out of what, what out of, I, what, <laughs> did any of you get red flags out of what I just said? Because I just looking at this guy, my brain started throwing up red flags left, right and center for no discernible reason, right? He hasn't, I'm just looking at him. And as we get more and more into it, I was like, hmm. Yeah, I should always trust your intuition. I was very impressed with my intuition. And although I didn't at first understand my brain's reaction to this man, I it was a good, good intuition check, guys. Mine's working great. Don't know about you. I just, I just wouldn't trust this guy at all for, I mean, at this point in the show, couldn't put my finger on a reason why. But if like, I just, if I saw him at a bar, I, I'd probably try to stay maybe 20, 20 to 30 feet away from him at all times. He just gives me ick. Like he, ugh, he just gives me ick. Dave says, basically Lisa and I have been together almost six years. I was in love with her enough to be willing to spend the rest of my life with her, never even thinking about another woman. And the audience goes, ah, and I was like, you sound like a dick. <laughs> he goes on. So I gave her a child. Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe that was the first, or like, the not the first, because looking at him was the first, but the second red flag of like, I gave her a child. Oh, you're, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Wow. Thank you. But she fucking appreciates that. And we were going to have a family and get married. And then one day I found out she cheated on me. And everyone goes, aww. 
And then I found out that about 80% of the reason I fell in love with her was all a lie. Aww. The sick thing is I still love her because she's the mother of my child. And everyone's like, woo, yeah, clap. Cherry's like, do you think you could ever trust her again, even if she did come back to you? And Dave says, I think it would take a full confession on network television to get me to forgive her. Yes. (laughs) Jerry's like, well, what better place? (laughs) All right. So you love her. You want her back. She's the mother of your child. Now she's with someone else. I'm going to give you a chance to make your plea. Dave's like, no, I'm not finished yet. (laughs) Again, third to fourth red flag was like, okay. Uh, I got to let you know something real quick. Jerry throws up his hands and he's like, hey, it's your show. (laughs) Dave's like, the guy she left with? Okay, I never. I was probably out of work for two months in the six years we were together when I was fending for my family. She left with a piss ant mother. Oh, I'm not going to say the word. Who can't hold a job, never had his own fucking place. Pardon my French. And I was like, first of all, it's weird that in one sentence you can stop yourself from swearing, and in the very next sentence you say it didn't even sound like you tried to stop yourself, and then immediately apologized. Pardon my French. Oh, so Taiwana is pointing at Krishan the whole time Dave is explaining what a good for nothing this other unrelated to her guy is, I guess, to tell us that that sounds like Krishan. Dave says, well, he was about the ugliest piece of shit I've ever met in my life. This guy's got nothing going for him, okay? I love her to death. This guy wanted to get laid. Period. Dave has his sad sack face on. I just don't trust any of those words. So much ick. I really dislike the phrase, love her to death. If I hadn't already had a bunch of red flags up, that to me is a big red flag. I don't, I kind of thought about why, because I was like, I guess it's like marriage till death do us part. But like, love her to death. If you love someone, I think you do love them after they die. Like, I don't know why it would end there. It just, I don't know, just, it brings up questions for me. I don't like it. Don't say that. Also, while this is happening, Lauren is just chatting shy with Dottie Ann. <laughs> Quietly, so you can't hear what they're saying, but they sound like schoolgirls whispering in the back of the class. Jerry asks Dave if he knows this guy, and Dave's like, yeah, he was almost my best friend at the time. I was letting him stay at my house. It's like, Dave, you just told us this guy was a full-on piece of shit and has been his whole life, so why is he your best friend then? Why do you make friends like that? Here comes Lisa so that Dave can make his plea. And everybody boos the fuck out of Lisa. <laughs> Lisa comes out and she's like, you are a lying piece of shit. You know that? Dave's like, am I? Am I? <laughs> Lisa's like, yes, you are. <laughs> Dave's like, why don't you fill me in for the first time in my life? Why don't you tell me the fucking truth? And Lisa's like, I left because you're... and then." mumbles bleeped like it it got I think he said something that got bleeped but she was also mumbling something like that at yourself I left because you're at yourself don't know what that means Lisa has her hair in a messy bun makeup looks good dress looks cute Lisa here we go and (laughs) Lisa says why don't you tell them about breaking my rib 
given me a black eye. Ding, 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 ding. And now we fucking said it. <laughs> fucking knew this guy was trouble. Five gold stars to my intuition because it's working great. I knew that that lover to death was a red flag for an abuser. Dave is an abuser. Now we know. <laughs> Dave's response to this about the broken rib and the black eye is, did I ever say I was innocent? <laughs> no, Dave, but you sure sat there like a fucking sad sack hanging your head down, collecting everybody's fucking sympathy, and you didn't say jack shit about physically abusing her. Like, you were just like, whoa, why would she leave? Like, fuck you, Dave. Fuck you. He's like, okay, okay, maybe you want to put me on the spot then. Let's go. And now Dave puts his left foot up on the chair Super cash. It looks so fucking stupid. And he keeps it there until further notice. Know that I, I'll let you know. <laughs> it won't. It probably won't be until he stands up. I will let you know when the foot comes down. But it makes him look like a jackass. And I say that as someone who I, I can't keep my feet on the ground when I'm in a chair. My feet go straight up. I get that. I'm not on a stage, <laughs> first of all. I, I'm not a man. <laughs> I don't know. It just looked fucking stupid. Lisa's says, yeah, I left you because I wasn't happy with you. You did nothing. You laid there and you played Nintendo. You never even watched your child. Dave's like, excuse me, 70, 75 hours a week I worked and you bitch about me coming home and bleep. And Lisa's like, yeah, what about your kid? Dave's like, what about my kid? I spent more time with bleep. You're a lying bleep. Whore, bitch, you're a lying whore. You're lying, I don't know lying something fuck you dave you're lying lisa says well you came home you went to sleep in the back room and then dave fucking dave pulls out every abusive boyfriend trick in the fucking playbook he's like do you realize i've lost 25 pounds and it's been six months because bleep my daughter that's why Uh, a lot of this next back and forth gets bleeped out but lisa i could make out that Lisa is saying that she's like, yeah, you lost 25 pounds because of the coke, not because of the breakup. And then it's like more overlapping chatter, if you will. And then the fight ends with her being like, yeah, because you're putting it up your nose. (laughs) Pretty sure she meant coke. Dave says, you're a lying sack of shit. You know that? It's like, Lisa, take your baby and run. She says, she turns out she's like, oh, you're rubber and glue. She's like, you're a lying sack of shit. Uh, the foot's still up, by the way. The knee is bent. So, like, he's almost fully turned in his chair to face Lisa, which is on his side. He's like, I loved you so much. And Jerry's like, but it doesn't seem like you two want to be back together anymore. Dave says, I'm going to say something to her. And if she does not mellow out, then I don't want to be with her. Dave, you fucking dragged her here. It really bothers me. I just... Abusers gonna abuse, I guess. Lisa's like, I don't ever want to be with you. (laughs) Let's just fucking save ourselves the hassle of whatever the fuck this is. I don't want to be with you, so it doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, Dave's like, you know what? I didn't appreciate what I had lost. I didn't appreciate what I had until I lost it, okay? I was working so hard for you two that I lost sight of what was going on. Lisa's like, for three months, you didn't do anything but play Nintendo. It's so funny that Nintendo, Nintendo, at the time, Nintendo, what, yeah, I believe that, 
it would have been the cool gaming system, I suppose, of the time. Now I think of Nintendo as a little bit younger of a gaming console. So it just makes the whole thing funnier because it makes him sound like a fucking seven-year-old. Dave says, because you had cheated on me two and a half years before that, Lisa. Like, Dave is all over the map. That's how you can tell that he's full of bullshit because he can't keep one straight line ever. Lisa's like, yeah, right. And Dave's like, I, and I knew it was over. So I was just killing time. <laughs> Dave, what do you want though? Like, what the fuck is any of this? Jerry asks Lisa if she ever loved Dave, and Lisa says a long time ago she did, but not anymore. Dave's like, a long time ago, girl, you never loved me to do what you did to me. Lisa's like, you deserved it. And Dave's like, you took my daughter from me. Lisa's like, you were no kind of father. You're a poor excuse for a father. Now let's meet Sean. (laughs) More gasoline on the fire. The second that Dave hears the name Sean, he jumps up and throws the chair behind himself and fights harder than I've ever seen anyone on this show fight to get to Sean, who is maybe half a step of his way onto the stage. Dave has two to three bouncers holding on to him. I think two. I think it was Steve and then the other big guy. I think they only had two bouncers on today. I think the other guy was a PA or a producer, maybe could have been the producer, I don't know. Day so two probably two bouncers. It's like Steve, and then there's another really big guy who I do recognize, but I can't remember his name. Uh he oh I said that before. <laughs> We're calling him Jim. I don't know what his name is. Uh but Dave will not stop running, like trying to run towards Sean. And finally, not Steve, bouncer, <laughs> Jim, maybe gets him in like a proper hold from behind and then he's like all right all right I've got something to say to him you ever call me and laugh in my face about taking my daughter from me bitch you're gonna die so that was the second death threat of the episode pretty uh pretty alarming we got almost another scuffle there all the bouncers, like everybody, all the PAs and bouncers, everybody's on stage to contain this obvious fucking loose cannon that is Dave, who's a big enough guy that he could do damage. He's not a wimp. Dave tells us that he is going to calm down because now he's got something to say. He says, I left all those messages because I was told I'd see my daughter tomorrow and then it was 30 fucking days before I heard from you again. And Lisa's like, it was not 30 fucking days. Dave's like, 30 days. And Lisa's like, I called you. And then I don't know what happens. I think Sean is trying to talk. And then... Dave, I think to the bouncers, says, don't worry about it, because when I do, he's gonna die. (laughs) The third death threat. After that little tantrum, Steve takes a seat between Dave and Lisa, which is a good thing. I feel like I know Steve Wilkos well enough to say that I think he probably caught that part about the broken rib and black eye. I don't think he moved on from it. (laughs) Although I'm not saying he's saying anything. Steve's on the Jerry Springer show, at least in this era, Steve is more of a silent fixture of the set but I I don't know Steve he did used to be a cop and I'm sure he's been to his fair share of domestic disputes and I I just I think he probably caught on to what is actually happening here although the audience does not seem to want to 
Jerry's like, have a seat, have a seat. I don't want to get hurt. And then he turns and flexes in like an old-timey flex pose for the audience. Just gets a laugh from the audience. And then everything else is just dramatic screaming nonsense and bleeping and back and forth, overlapping chatter. At one point, Dave screams so loud that Steve puts his hand over his ear because he's sitting right next to Dave. He's like, fuck. Uh, Dave says, I can't believe what I'm fucking hearing here, Jerry. And Jerry's shushing everyone. And then Jerry comes in real close so he can talk to Lisa. This is, I think this is the only time Jerry was actually on stage. He says, okay, I understand you don't love him anymore, but you have a child together. And Lisa's like, yeah. He's like, okay, okay, okay. So what about him being able to see your child? And she's like, I don't want him to see her because he left. <laughs> and the audience starts losing their fucking minds. And I was like, maybe she doesn't want him to see her, their child because of the broken rib and or the black eye situation. Now Lauren, Lauren is yelling at Lisa that she's lucky that Dave wants to be involved with her child. And there's more words, but guess what? Nothing gets resolved, and now it's a commercial. And Dave and Sean are still fighting, or trying to fight, as we go to commercial. And when we come back, we get our little audience questions section for Taiwana. You said you hadn't seen the baby. You said he hasn't seen the baby in six months. So how are you supposed to be getting married in three weeks, though? <laughs> Great question. Taiwana says, well, see, that's the thing. He was away. That's why he ain't seen her, because he always stay away. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wink. Uh, no, I don't know what you mean, Taiwana. <laughs> he was... He's staying away from you. Why did you think he was going to marry you in three weeks? Shannon says, you never stayed away from me. Taiwana says, that's because he just got out of... Oh, no, let me not say it. Let me not say it. I don't know what she was. I'd say it, fucking Taiwana. I don't. He just got out of the relationship, jail. I don't know. An audience, a different audience member says, "Okay, Lauren and Bruce. Bruce, what are you gonna do now that Colleen doesn't want you?" And then she also compliments your guys's accents. And Lauren's like, "Oh my god, if one person, if one more person says that, like, I guess a lot of people liked her accent, her little Frenchy accent." Bruce says, well, after the baby's born, I want to work out, like, visitation rights. <laughs> Great plan, Bruce. Lauren's like, really? You know what, though? A month ago, it was, I don't want nothing to do with my baby. Lauren, what do you want? <laughs> don't fight that. Uh, an audience member asks Lauren if she's going to get together with Dave because they say that they saw her comforting him or whatever. And Taiwana says, baby, we all comforting him, okay? <laughs> Don't want to get out. <laughs> like, stop it. It's not about you. Uh, secondly, why are we confronting, or confronting, that would be what we should do. Why are we comforting the abusive man? Why? Lauren says he's a real man. Let me tell you, I've been sitting here for two months waiting for this one to acknowledge he even has a child. This one's waiting six months. Lauren, I'm not... Okay, this is fucked up to say. This is really fucked up to say. And so I pre-apologize for saying it. Lauren does look stupid enough to get with a guy named Dave and not see any of the 1,600 red flags that I've already identified in these last... 10 minutes 
or 20 minutes or whatever. And it's not like that. I know that's not thing. Like there's not a type of woman that gets into an abusive relationship. I, I get that. Like any, it's a trap. Anybody could fall into it. I, I'm, I don't downplay that. I don't know. I just was like, I don't know. Maybe it's the maturity level. <laughs> just was like, yeah, it does kind of track. It tracks with me that you're, you think Dave is the good guy here. Sean attacks Dave. We lose the end of that thought of Lauren's about whatever him being a father. But that was the closest they actually got to fighting each other. Like Sean and Dave, the bouncers are holding Sean up off the stage. <laughs> He's not touching the stage at all. Like one of them has his legs. Somebody else has his arms while he flails. <laughs> and then finally, not one of the bigger bouncers. I think it was Todd. It looked like Todd. He, it's a different PA, I think, has Dave in a chokehold. Gets Dave in a chokehold. That's how we get out of this. Sean's like, we got an apartment. I got a steady job. Dave's like, now you do for the first time in your life, you piece of shit. Still better than never. <laughs> Sean's like taking care of our daughter. I was like, okay, Sean, I'm on your side, but he's up, bro. Because you know, you know that that was fucking hitting a hornet's nest with a baseball bat, right? And of course, Dave fucking loses his goddamn mind on that. And is removed from stage yelling, I ever love, or I, I can't believe, or something, I ever loved a piece of shit like you. And Lisa says, go to hell. I hope that Lisa and Dave never saw each other again after that. An audience member says, this is for the guy in the denim shirt, which was Krishan. If you didn't propose to her, how the heck did she get that in her head? Did she just imagine it? <laughs> Krishan explains it's like stupid and confusing and it doesn't he's like I was talking to her on the phone and she kept asking me about it and I don't think they're getting married spoiler alert audience different audience person to Shannon what makes you think he won't do the same to you what he did to her he's up there talking about how he's running game on her he's gonna do the same thing to you in a few months get you a fucking hero and then jerry like very jokingly with full hand gestures he's like drop the zero get with the hero (laughs) it's funny shannon's like because he's got a real woman now that's why good luck with that shannon our last audience question is for bruce what are you going to do now she says she doesn't want you are you going to try and get her back and Bruce says, yeah, I love her. And Lauren laughs hysterically. <laughs> and Dottie says, you don't even know what love is, buddy, when we go to commercial. When we come back, we have Jerry's final thought. He thanks every again, he always thanks everybody for being there. And, you know, I hope that things get better in your life. <laughs> Something like that. You know, it's hard to let go, particularly when you've given so... When you've so given of yourself when there is something so special between the two of you, but when it's over, it's over. And being angry or jealous or just plain sad doesn't justify screwing up the life of your ex. The vengeance may offer momentary rush, but more likely it will just keep you mired in the pain and bad feelings of the breakup. And if you think, well, if I just keep on him, he'll come back. The more you meddle in his new relationship, the more resentment he'll feel. 
and the likelihood of a re reunification will disappear altogether. No, it's time to move on. If it didn't work out, there was a reason. And the truth is, there is someone out there, if you give it a chance, who will love you more and who you will love more without the baggage. And you'll wonder why you got so bent out of shape over your ex in the first place. If someone truly doesn't want to be with you, the truth is, you really don't want to be with them. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. And I want you all to take care of yourself and each other. Thank you for listening. I hope you liked it. This was fun. This was a fun episode to go over. Again, there are a couple dark moments, but we can compartmentalize those because we are reality TV fans and compartmentalizing bullshit is our uh, specialty. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think any of us would be here. If you have a, if you liked this episode, if you like any of these episodes and you could do me a huge favor, uh, if you could just do a really, really quick one-time rate and or review and or subscribe, I would so appreciate that. And if you've already done any or all of those things, I do appreciate it. Thank you. You can connect with me on Facebook at Reality Roots Podcast. Is that what it is? Reality Roots Podcast? <laughs> That's right. Or you can email me at reality. Oh my gosh, I gotta check my own shit. Reality Roots Pod, something like that. At gmail.com. One second. Reality Roots Pod at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. So don't hesitate to let me know all your thoughts and feelings about this episode, any other episode. Love it. Thank you. I hope you have a great day. Take care of yourselves and each other. Okay, bye.